Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Greetings, this is Brad Zockel with Zulon International Bible Institute, and this is Questions About Heaven. We've been going over in these podcasts just some Bible passages that have helped us so much on learning about heaven. And we're going to go back to that today, and I want to start off by letting you know that one of the most exciting things that I can see about the Scripture is what really resonates with so many of my good friends that are listening to this podcast, is that when we get to heaven, we're going home. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6-8, through 8, it says that when we're absent from this body, we are at home with the Lord. We're at home. And I think of all the major faiths around the world, you'll find it unique in the Christian faith that we keep saying, we're going to be home. We'll be with family. You'll notice that the scripture tells us that God is the Father, and he is our Father. As a matter of fact, we can call him Abba, which is the equivalent of calling him Daddy. And we see that there is a great peace in knowing that we're going to be in his house John chapter 14, the first six verses, Jesus himself tells us that in my Father's house are many, many rooms. And that word is monet. It means dwelling places. One translation says many mansions, but that's sort of a mistranslation because it does not say that we have an individual abode away from the domain of God. The headquarters in the eternal state in the new heaven and new earth of God will be the new Jerusalem. And it's unique in the fact that he keeps emphasizing the family connection. In Revelation chapter 21 and verse 1, it says there's a new heaven and there's a new earth. John's seeing it. But you only have to go two verses later and God says, well, I will dwell with man. I will be with my children. I will be their God. They will be with me and they will be mine, and I'm going to be with them forever. Verse 5 of Revelation 21, he says, I'll make all things new. So, the household's going to be set up and ready to go. John chapter 14, Jesus says, I'm going to prepare that and come back and take you with me. I'm going to go back with you. And we see this all through the scriptures, this emphasis upon the family. We're called brothers and sisters in Christ. He is our Father, and we're all going to be together. There is going to be a marriage in heaven. The union will be so tight it's as if it's a marriage, and then it will result in feasting in Revelation chapter 19. It's all over the scripture in talking about how close God is with us. You know, he sought us, Luke chapter 19 and verse 10. The Son of Man, that's the name for Jesus the Messiah, has come to seek and to save the lost. And so he's coming to find us, and in just like in the parable of the prodigal son, the father goes out and waits and looks and waits for the son to come. And when the son comes home, when we are brought back from our sin and come back to be with the father, he runs out, loses all his dignity, runs out and grabs the son and kisses him and celebrates on it. And that's another thing about heaven. Talks about celebration an awful lot. 
tells us that the in the presence of angels, there's a great celebration when a sinner comes to the repentance and the realization of salvation and makes the decision for Christ. There's a celebration. In Matthew chapter 8, Jesus himself says that there is going to be a feasting time with the other Christians of the faith. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are named as the top of the list uh, to start us off to understand that. We're going to understand and recognize people, and then they will be with us, and we're not going to be disembodied spirits. We're going to be one with the Lord. We're going to see him as he is in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2. We'll see him as he is, and here is the kicker. We will be like him. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2 gives us that assurance. Oh, there's so many things, and I've just got started here to let you know of what we're looking at once we step away from this life, this temporal life here on earth, and move into the eternal. Boy, Revelation chapter 4 just starts to tell us the wonders there as John gets a peek into heaven and shares it with us. Ezekiel chapter 1, Ezekiel looks into heaven and is shocked by the glory and the great mysteries he sees. Paul talks about it in 2 Corinthians chapters 12 and 13. He talks about being able to be taken and see the wonders of heaven. And at that time, he wasn't allowed to share some things when he was brought back here after that vision. But things will be brought to us. You know, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, that eye has not seen nor ear heard nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. So we can't on our own be able to imagine those things. But verse 10 says, but the Spirit has revealed these things. There are hints and there are bits and pieces of the reality of glory that come to us in this life. So we get an idea. And it really comes through our scripture too. So the one thing I wanted to talk about in the time that we had here as we uh, really get rolling in here is the question of time. You know, we see so many times there's a great confusion about what will eternity be like? Well, I can't grasp and, and give you a full definition, but I can give you, uh, maybe we can just delineate something here and kind of make it a little bit more accurate. And the one question has been, you know, uh, will linear time be dissolved? Well, more specifically, people say, well, there will be no time, correct? I mean, after all, we sing this song in the Christian circles, when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more. Well, that refer, referring to the First Thessalonians chapter 4 passage, the trump of God will sound the voice of the archangel, and that's talking about what we know as the rapture, when Jesus comes to take his children home. However, you do not see in that passage anything about time will no longer be. Now, some people say, well, I can show you a passage in my particular translation. In Revelation chapter 10 and verse 6, it says that time will be no more. But if you look at the other translations, because they will go to the Greek uh, very, very intensely here, the correct use of that word, rather than saying time will be no more, it is more correctly translated as the delay will be no more. It's talking about there will be no more delay when the cataclysmic events of the end time come, then there's no more pausing or time out or no one has the ability to be able to say, wait, Lord, you're going too fast. I need time to do what I want to do. And so that doesn't refer to that. What it does tell us is there is a passage of time. So let's kind of walk through this for a second here. 
The martyrs in Revelation chapter 6 ask the Lord for revenge, or at least vengeance and justice, upon those on earth that are being martyred for the cause, and they themselves were the victims of that martyrdom. And as they're in heaven, they're saying, Lord, aren't you going to turn around and exact your justice, your vengeance on them? Now listen very carefully. The Lord then says that he tells them they need to wait a little longer. He's using an expression of the passage of time. So in using that, there is an element of time being used in heaven. Then you go to the next chapter, and it says in chapter 7 and verse 15, that his servants shall serve him day and night. And in talking about eternity, there's a reference to what we are familiar with, the reference of time. And even more specifically, in chapter 8 and verse 1, as all the activity of heaven is going on, uh, the, the actions, the celebrations, the noise, the motions, the energy, everything stops in reference to the next judgments coming up that will be cast upon earth. And it stops. And John, no doubt, is quite struck by this because he mentions it and says that there is silence for the space of half an hour. And very specifically in the Greek, it says half an hour. So there is a passage of time in the presence in the present heaven that we have. Revelation chapter 22 describes the tree of life in the new heaven and new earth passages in the last three chapters in Revelation. And in Revelation chapter 22, it talks about the tree of life giving forth its fruit every month. So here's the first thing. There is a passage in time in heaven. We're not in an eternal mystery of a non-passage. There is going to be a past, present, and future. Now, what I want you to think about here is this, though. Take the other principle that we've been talking about, and that principle is this. Everything has been changed. Now, here's what I mean by that. Look at Revelation chapter 22 and verse 3, and it says there's no more curse. So, something's changed because we live in a world right now where that's the norm. There's a curse everywhere. Ever since the fall in the first chapters of Genesis, we've been limited, we've been harassed, we've been persecuted, we've been dogged by this curse. Uh, We get sick, we die, we argue, we get selfish, we have pride, and everything, it says all creation was under this curse. All creation, okay? So if there's no more curse, everything we've known And everything we're familiar with is changed. It's all changed. And I want you to grasp that. That's a very, very important point here. Everything is different. It's it's even more significant as, just think about this in history, when the first cars became available and suddenly your mode of transportation has changed. Everything has changed. Or when air transportation became normal or when the telephone became introduced into the public setting and grew. Everything changed. Well, think about this now, the significance of saying this. Sin is no more dominion. It's gone. It's out of the building. It's just no longer there. Now, take that and tie that to Revelation chapter 21 and verse 5, which says, Behold, I make all things new. So you say in 22 and verse 3, Here's the end of all things, The curse is gone. You see, there's no sin in heaven. 
And moreover, you have this pure one. Job 15, 15 says, The heavens are unclean before the Lord. The pure one is here. The just one is here. God the Father, Yahweh, is here. And he's assuring us and insuring us against that. Any attack, it's gone. So we have a whole new thought process here. It's just all changed. We're in a resurrected body. We're in a resurrected mind. We're in a resurrected life. All of the creation around us is without sin. There's no taint. And it's new. I make all things, and the word is kainos. In Revelation chapter 21 and verse 5, it's different. All these things have been changed. Revelation chapter 21 and verse 5, all these things in that word kainos means it's been unimagined. It's not just new in chronology. It's new in nature altogether. So think about this. You're no longer limited, like it says in verse 4 of chapter 21, by the fear of death. You're never going to be afraid of dying anymore. You're never going to get injured. And this is really kind of hard for me to imagine. You're going to be going about in the many activities of heaven. You're going to be more mobile. You'll be moving about more. I mean, you know, you're, the way that you're moving and acting. And, and you're never going to have to worry about tripping or breaking a bone or getting bruised or knocking into something. And that's not going to be there. Your balance will be perfected. And you're going to be in a sense sense of not having to worry about self-preservation. But you're going to, or, or, or for that matter, jealousy since the curse is gone. Self-glorification. You're going to be in a position where your, your whole perspective is different. And you're looking toward the Lord. And here comes Jesus, the one who made this possible. I mean, I can imagine this. If you found out tomorrow you were given, you know, 10 billion tax-free dollars along with a palatial estate and a full bodyguard, a contingent of bodyguards and everything you've ever wanted, and it was given by a benefactor, and you weren't allowed to know who that benefactor was till a certain date, well, my goodness, as you're in there and you're all taken care of, you can hardly wait for the door to open for you to greet and you to welcome and you to show love for the one who made this all possible. Think about this. More than any billions of dollars, you have eternal life in a place where you'll never fear. You'll never be depressed. You'll always be with loved ones, the family members who have joined you in belief in Christ, and you'll meet people you never met before. And all that fellowship, and somebody says, boy, this is great. Boy, I'd just like to be able to thank the one who made this possible. And everybody hushes and turns around and sees, and there's Jesus Christ there. Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the God-man is there. And all of our glory and praise, like it says in Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9, becomes real in all of the nations, the multitudes, the races, the cultures, all languages unify into one magnificent praise, which it says will never end. Great celebration, our worship in what we do, in what we say, in what we sing, and how we create ourselves, we are in creation, creating things ourselves. In our ingenuities and in our talents, we're, we're creating things of joy. And the Lord is being pleased in that. And as it says in 21 and verse 3, he's with us. And we're with him and we're all home. Thanks so much. This is Brad here with Zulon.org. And I just appreciate the chance that we got to talk together. Thank you so much and God bless you. Let's talk some more tomorrow about heaven. 
joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's xulon.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.